Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear there, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hey everyone, I'm Guile and I tweet at Dora Podcast and today I'm joined by Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I am at the Chikrin on Twitter. And Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And today we are discussing Sansa's sixth chapter in A Clash of Kings and want to give our standard trigger warnings, um, particularly for rape in this in this particular episode. Um so we are in the middle of the Battle of the Blackwater, and we're in Major's Holdfast. And Sansa is in the Queen's Ballroom, and she's finishing her broth. And we kind of get some of the usual, the usual suspects are here. We've got Cersei, we've got the Stokeworths. Um, Ilan Payne is standing at the back door. Uh, Giles Rosby is coughing, as is his thing. And we get a bunch of um, the kettlebacks will be will keep coming in and out of the in and out of the room as <laughs> they were. A whole kettle full of kettle blacks. Yeah. So <laughs> Sansa's finishing her broth, as I said, when the first kettle black comes in and they're basically coming in to give Cersei um updates on the battle. And, you know, they're just giving like a general like yeah, at this point, Tyrion's raising the chain. You know, there's some drunkards in flea bottom. Um, you know, and Cersei wants to know how um Joffrey's doing. And you know he went to the high, he went to the um, sept of Baylor, and he's just walking the walls with Tyrion, telling everyone to be brave. <laughs> so he's like doing nothing. And um, Cersei's drinking heavily, and you know Sansa notes that the wine just makes her more beautiful. Her cheeks were flushed, and her eyes had a bright, feverish heat to them. And she looked down over the hall, eyes of wildfire. Sansa thinks. Oh, so um, I immediately thought of that uh, Jamie chapter in Feast where she's burning oh. down the Tower of the Hand. Doesn't he think something about her yeah, like eyes in that? Yeah. So what are we foreshadowing here? <laughs> Where's I, this I don't going? Think we're foreshadowing anything. Um, just, I don't know. Because, I mean, I'm a book truther, so I have a hard time believing <laughs> that Cersei is long for this world. And that I don't, I mean, I... I'm sure I'll be proven wrong because I will never get what I want, but I just feel like Cersei's not long for wins if the story goes the way I expect it to. I which just is feel that. like I agree with you, but I think she might get power one more time before the end. I don't, yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the theory would be that she's going to blow up King's Landing in like a defense, I guess, against Egan would be the idea, most likely. And that's how, like, Arianne is going to die or whatever. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess it, like. it jives with her, like, oh, I'd rather go out and rather than have them capture me kind of thing. Yeah, and she'd I rather mean, take the whole very, city with her. Like, right, fuck which, you. I mean, <laughs> she absolutely would take everyone with her. Like, that's <laughs> your <not> <laughs> Yeah, that is, like, the most Cersei thing ever. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know, there's, like, a lot of entertainment here. So, you know, Moon Boys juggling... Um, Sir Dantos is, you know, doing his shtick. And, you know, Sansa 
you know, Sansa thinks, you know, like people are laughing, but it's very hollow. And she thinks, you know, their bodies are here, but their thoughts are with their, you know, their hearts and their thoughts are with their men out on the walls. Oh, I was thinking this is almost like, you know, you're like living through a battle and you just like turn on a stand up comedy special or something. <laughs> like that's what you want to watch. Just like the opposite of what's going on, I guess, which I guess might be a really human thing, but it is funny right. to think about. I mean, gosh. So the way this chapter is organized is also by food course. So while other chapters about the Battle of the Blackwater are have excruciating detail about, you know, ships and battle tactics, um, this is the chapter with the meals. So um, course number two is a salad of apples, nuts, and raisins. I assume some kind of greens in there as well, but George did not tell me that. Um, you know, people, you know, People are eating, but without an appetite. And we find out that, you know, Lolly's, um, Lolly's Stokeworth at this point, like, she's freaking out. And she throws up all over herself and her sister. Aww. And, um, yeah. And then um, one of Lancel's knights, um, the bride of one of Lancel's wives, is like, you know, starts to cry uncontrollably. And... Um, you know, they order her to bed with some dream wine and, you know, Cersei gets on her high horse, you know, tears, the woman's weapon, my lady mother used to call them. And, you know, just, she's so, <laughs> she's so angry. And can we know, just talk about how much a, a, a seven year old would have heard their mother use the term that uh, tears are a woman's weapon? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty weird. <laughs> like again, it stretches credulity a little, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we get this line where she tells Sansa, which is so weird. Jamie told me more than once he only feels truly alive in battle and in bed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> such a mess. That's, oh, gosh, I'm drunk. drunk. Right. Like, she told Cersei is the most inappropriate adult <laughs> ever. And, like, if you think about the fact that she occasionally gets mad about people saying or doing things in front of her kids that they shouldn't do, it's really hilarious. Right. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Sansa does note that her salad, like, she's not eating. She's like, you know, she's having a fruit salad, if you know what I mean. Um, uh, liquid, liquid lunch for Cersei. And she's like, really, she's super pissy about, you know, the basically the people being there. And you know, Sansa's like, well, you asked him to come here, and she's like, well, certain things are expected of me. And we'll be, you know, we'll be expected of you. And she's basically like all these women and their daughters, they're, they're only important because of, you know, the men they give us in battle. Um, and, and, you know, she's just, she's so dismissive of, you know, of other women here and just, you know, oh, I need these women here so that they'll tell their husbands and, and fathers how brave the queen was and that, you know, they'll like me more or whatever. And, Again, yeah, she's super dismissive. And, you know, Sansa's like, you know, what's going to happen if we lose? And, you know, Cersei's like, you'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, well, no shit, Cersei. Yes. <laughs> she can't possibly be rooting for you, you know? And, um, you know, she's like, if we're not betrayed by the guards, I'm going to go up on the wall to yield to Stannis. And that would spare us. But, you know, if not, if, if it falls before Stannis can stop anything, we're probably all going to get raped and murdered. But, you know, she's real nice about it. And you should never rule out mutilation, torture, and murder at times like this. Oh. And, you know, Sansa's horrified. And she's, like, she's, you know, these are women gently born. And, you know, 
well, can we just step back and go that Sansa is a 12-year-old girl? And yes. what kind of monster, in an already terrifying situation, what kind of monster gets their kicks from scaring a little kid like this? I mean, like, it's just a level of just wanton cruelty that uh, m- makes it difficult for me to imagine that she genuinely has fans. <laughs> because, like, right. how? What yeah, a I mean, What a just absolute fucking asshole she's being here to a kid she's right and she's like you know will you know we might be okay but the women on the streets won't even here our servants won't be safe and you know she actually without really understanding who she's talking about she points out shay and you know again it's like i don't you know sansa doesn't have servants she trusts at this point in the story but you know in a lot of cases like these servants are their friends you know oh so you're gonna be okay but your friends are gonna be raped well that's great and you know she's like and the way she says it, you know, pretty things like that serving wench of Lady Tandas could be in for a lively night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. Like, just like the language like that is appalling. Um, you know, she's like, oh, even the old and the infirm and the ugly won't be spared. And, um, you know, and she mentions Sansa and, you know, it's Cersei's like, oh, Sansa, um, you know, you're a woman now. And, you know, she has this kind of humorous part you know were it anyone else outside the gates i might hope to beguile him but this is stannis baratheon i'd have a better chance of seducing his horse um and you know she noticed how shocked sansa is and tells her you know tears are not a woman's only weapon you've got another one between your legs and you know you best be best learn to use it um and, you know, men use their swords freely enough, both kinds of swords, which, I mean, just imagine her dr- drunk, smelling of wine. She's probably close talking and just, uh. you know, <laughs> as horrible as, like, the entire situation with the battle and everything is, just the social situation of a young girl having to deal with a drunk adult, you know, because I think we've probably all been there. And, you know, typically it's like, a you know, someone you don't hate. But imagine having to deal with a drunken adult you hate when you're 12. <laughs> like, oh, a, a mean, a mean and cruel drunken adult. Yeah. I mean, just like, that's the thing. So much is just so unnecessary. Like, she just doesn't oh, yeah. have to be this cruel. No, and I mean, I just... she doesn't, like, yeah, she has a role to, as like the queen mother in a, you know, in a monarchy that does not have another queen at this point, like her role to play is what Sansa was doing before, you know, yeah. that is it. And there's no like, you know, but I mean, I, I think Cersei sees shame in it, that that's a woman's role. But I mean, again, like there's no shame or there's no lack of stra- lack of strength or anything like that. It's just, ugh. yeah, I could, so, you know, not a Cersei fan. So, um, so the kettle blacks come back. And they have um, they have some more news. And Sansa notes that, you know, Sir Osmond Kettleblack has basically kind of been taking the hound's place with Joffrey lately. And, you know, the women are saying he's strong as the hound, only younger and faster. So, like, even the poor hound is, like, getting replaced. And, um, you know, they tell Cersei that the whole Blackwater is awash with wildfire and all the ships are burning and, um, you know, she asks about Joffrey and that he's, you know, they tell her that he's with the hand and the King's guard. And, um, you know, he spoke to the archers, um, you know, spoke to the archers, gave, gave them some tips, which, you know, I'm sure they appreciate. Oh my God. And, you know, like basically he's doing okay, but they also found some people trying to escape like a groom and some maidservants that were trying to sneak out. 
and um, they they have Ilan Payne go after them to you know to kill him, and oh, so the first traitors of the night, you know, good old heads on pikes. I mean, the stuff is like she's talking about. Oh, this is what happens, and what, like that stuff happens. This thing that like all the treason. It's just shit that happens. People are trying to save themselves. Right. It's so excessive. It's so and, just. Ugh. And she's told Sansa, you know, another lesson you should learn if you hope to sit beside my son. Be gentle on a night like this, and you'll have treasons popping up all about you like mushrooms after a hard rain. The only way to keep your people loyal is to make certain they fear you more than they do the enemy. And, you know, Sansa, you know, hears this, but she thinks, you know, if I'm ever a queen, I'll make them love me. That is just some Tywin Lannister uh, worldview <laughs> spewing out of Cersei's well, mouth right there. And it's like the, tw- you know, it's like a twisted Tywin Lannister because mm-hmm. there's also that Tywin Lannister who says, you know, if you, you know, when your enemy kneels, if you, you know, if you don't bring them back up, no one's ever going to kneel to you. So, like, even Tywin had, like, an understanding of when you show mercy. Well, and Cersei doesn't have that. That's why no. it's always, so, like you said, so amazing that she has fans. Because I get if you can critique and say, okay, I don't like that she's written this way. But she's mm-hmm. written this way. She is mm-hmm. this foul. She's not. These are choices she makes every second of the day just to be foul when she doesn't have to. Well, and it's she's just like, vicious and no judgment. Whereas at least yeah. Tywin, I think, had a little bit of, you know, he had some good judgment in him. Well, Tywin is dispassionate generally about his cruelty unless something is a personal issue for him. I mean, like, you can't imagine With Tywin. Tywin, yeah. Tywin, would, Tywin, Tywin probably wouldn't spend the time or enjoy cruelly terrorizing Sansa like this. He just, it wouldn't interest him. You know, I mean, like, you just, you don't get the feeling that that's something yeah. to do. It Not not because he wouldn't maybe be capable of it in the right circumstance, but it's not how he gets his rocks off. Whereas with Cersei, this is literally, she enjoys this. I mean, she enjoys being cruel to helpless people. Yeah, and it's such just, a small, like, if you think about it, maybe a couple people might overhear this, but maybe nobody overheard this. It's just her doing it just to do it. Like, there's no just, greater purpose. Like, just because she can. Can we review what the hell did Sansa ever do to Cersei yeah. other than yeah. help know, her. being help her. a young, a young she helped Cersei. Girl. She has helped Cersei. Literally, she helped Cersei. Like, I, I don't I don't know. And it's like, yeah, I agree with you, Clotho. There there may be a little bit of discussion about, you know, why is she written this way? But I, even that, I'm like, I look, know. If she, I'm she, like, yeah. she's like the only woman in the series, we could have that discussion. But there are plenty of women who are. Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like it's like at the it end is. of the day, there are some people like there are people there like are this, people male this. and female, yes. that are like this that are just. Yeah, I think I think that's only a valid criticism if you act like the only people that are written in this series are Tyrion, right. Jamie, and Cersei. Then you're like, oh, okay, why is the woman the one who's yeah, this way? Yeah, but exactly. That's have a whole... just felt hollow that people cared yeah. so much. Or we have a... to have this background for her to make her yes. more sympathetic. We have, we have a spectrum of women on the morality scale, and Cersei, <laughs> Cersei's definitely on the bad end. Yeah, we don't need to humanize <laughs> Cersei. We let her be. How she... Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we have... You know, we have women that are, you know, I would, I don't think Cersei's gray. I think she's like, you know, light black, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, like, <laughs> Melisandre is, is a gray. very gray woman character. Asha is, you know, like, there are definitely. Kat has some you know, gray, mo- really gray right. moments. Um, yeah. Arianne has some Danny. gray. Danny is gray. <laughs> I mean, like, you know. Right. 
But then there's Cersei who's on another level. And I, you know, I mean, like, I don't have a problem with it. I'd have a problem with it if she were the only woman POV in the series. She's not, you know, like we're saying. I can understand enjoying her POV, but to like root for her seems like, I don't think you can honestly root for her. I think you can root for the character that you wish she would have been written as, but you know, you should admit that. Yeah. And that's what I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of projecting. I feel like people add, things into the scenes that aren't there in their own minds that try to make her you know more palatable to them i guess or or or, or. <laughs> or the, you know so we get are you guys ready for the next course <laughs> okay so we get crab claw pies um with mutton roasted with leeks and carrots served in a trencher of hollowed bread so um, that sounds good. Like that's almost, almost like, like a quiche, meal. right? It's almost like a quiche I'm imagining, like a covered yeah. quiche or something. Like a, like a crab, that good. Like a crab, crab quiche. quiche. <laughs> and like some mutton in like that. a bread in a bread bowl. Like this sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be your pretty last good for your final. Meal. Yes, yes, exactly. Your final. Like, been a great meal. Um, you know, nice. Who job chose it? Did did Cersei choose it or did somebody in the kitchen choose it? <laughs> You know, the cooks, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of assuming that... Oh, no, Hot Pie's not there. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess that could be one redeeming thing if she picked the menu, maybe. (laughs) She's like, I'll have... She's a foodie. Panera Panera Bread Bowl and a Waldorf salad. (laughs) Yep, exactly. With some good quiche. Um, So the Kettle Blacks come back with the latest update. And they tell Cersei that there's people gathering in the square that want to come in the castle for refuge. And it sounds like it's kind of the merchant class. And, um, you know, Cersei is like, absolutely not. Tell them to go home. If they don't have the crossbow, men kill a few. Um, she won't have the gates open for any reason. And, um, you know, she thinks, she t- says, tells Sansa, you know, I would take a sword to their necks myself. And Sansa notes that her words are starting to slur at this point. God. <laughs> yeah. And then she tells, you know, the story about how when she and Jamie were little, they used to dress up as each other and spend the day as each other. And, um, you know, how angry she was when Jamie got his first sword and she didn't get anything or get something else. And, you know, it's that, you know, Jamie learned to fight with sword and lance and mace. Well, I was taught to smile and sing and please. He was heir to Casterly Rockwell. I was to be sold to some stranger like a horse. To be ridden whenever my new owner liked, beaten whenever he liked, and cast aside in time for a younger filly. Jamie's lot was to be glory and power, my, while mine was birth and moon blood. And I think, like, again, people are like, yeah, you know, fuck the patriarchy, which is, you know, absolutely not what Cersei is willing to do. And, you know, I get ang- so angry at this because what does Cersei do? She's, you know, well, Jamie got all the stuff, so I'm going to manipulate him into stealing all of it from him. Cersei is the classic white feminist where it's like she doesn't actually want equality for yeah. women. She just wants to be on the same level in the tier of the patriarchy that the men are. Like, you know, like, uh, right. that's what she wants. She wants the privilege. She doesn't want the freedom. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't want liberation. She wants right. to be able to oppress. And, like, that is, oh, yeah. that is the she problem line of Cersei. She 100% wants to be able to oppress. Like, yeah. And, I mean, she starts with, you know, she starts with Jamie, basically. And yeah. ugh, she, she doesn't want to overthrow the system. She just wants to be at the top tier of it. I know. Imagine that the person you claim that you're closest to and you love the most, and you're that's who you start with. That's you so stole, abuse. You that's stole disgusting. Their future. 
Yeah. I mean, basically, um, you know, and Sansa's like, but you know, you're a queen. And she's like, Oh, a, a queen is only a woman after all, when it comes to swords, which, you know, I mean, again, if she had any conviction for the rest of us behind her words, I could, you know, hear that, but I'm also like, you know, F you Cersei, you'd be so, like, yeah. So we have kind of a question about this section, um, by, uh, Cardinal from Cardinal girl 60 or 75. Sorry. Um, so she says, uh, do you think there is any possibility whatsoever that, uh, George had the Valencar prophecy in mind for Cersei earlier than Feast. In her drunken ramblings to Sansa, she says that she was raised to be sold in marriage to a stranger who could do whatever he wanted with her, including uh, cast aside in time for a younger filly. A younger, more beautiful queen who would take all she held dear uh, is, I think, the question that they're asking. So basically, is this is this about as this a lead into the younger, more beautiful queen prophecy part of the Valencar prophecy? Do we think? I mean, maybe, but I mean, to me, it's almost like if he was thinking of that, then at least it's an explanation. So why, for why she's so specifically shitty to Sansa? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. But yeah. No, I mean, I just, it feels like she's, and I mean, honestly, that's also a good question for like, why is she so gung ho to kill Tyrion? Um, ah, yeah. As well. Mm. So, I mean, maybe. Mm. Yeah. But doesn't she I, I not even, like, she doesn't even remember that prophecy till Feast, right? Doesn't she rem- right, but I mean, really remember it in her head until then? So it first comes up. That's true. Yeah. But, so maybe. I thought she implies that she had forgotten it, though, until Oh, Feast. like, really? How could I you forget that? Think, <laughs> I think that's one of my criticisms of Oh, that she wrote that. Yeah, because you wouldn't forget that. In yeah, fact, is that she seemingly... I think she says she forgot. I don't know. God knows. I am not rereading Cersei chapters and feast. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, maybe that's would make sense. Um, okay. Ready for the last course. Oh yeah. So we get the dessert course, which is goat cheese served with baked apples. And apparently it's a lot of cinnamon. Cause the smell of cinnamon fills the hall as the kettle blacks once again, come in to give, uh, give the update. <laughs> these guys. <laughs> these, these fuckers come in um, and basically they're telling her that Stannis landed men on the tourney grounds and there's more and the mudgate's under attack and they've brought a ram to the king's gate and Tyrion's gone out to drive them off um, you know Cersei's drunk she's like well that'll fill them with fear um, and <laughs> you know she's like you know Joffrey better not be with him and he's not he's you know flinging um, the antler men who I believe are fighting or, or no, they're sort of like the internal, like the internal opposition, right? The antler men. I was trying if to I figure out, yeah, yeah. Was it a conspiracy or something? I yeah. can't remember. He's flinging them into the river, so you know that seems like a useful <laughs> thing to do. Um, and you know, basically, <laughs> she wants him to fetch Joffrey back to the castle, and you know, the kettle black stops. You know, with well, the imp said, and Cersei's like, "Well, I'm telling you, you know, this blah blah." blah. So. You know, the meal's over and the guests are, a lot of the guests are going to the sept. And, um, you know, for the remaining ones, they have a singer who's singing like a bunch of songs. And, you know, Sansa's kind of, you know, starting to cry with the, with the music. And, you know, <sighs> Cersei, very good, dear. The queen leaned close. You want to practice those tears. You'll need them for King Stannis. Oh, my God. And this is when she, like, really gets in <laughs> on on 
Sansa. She's like, oh, spare me your hollow courtesies. Matters must have reached a desperate strait out there if they need a dwarf to lead them. So you might as well take off your mask. I know all about your little treasons in the gods would. And Sansa is like, this is like the very relatable thing where Sansa's like, don't look at Dantos, don't look at Dantos, don't look at Dantos. And, you know, she's like, I only go there to pray. And like for Stannis or your brother, you know, why else would you go out there? And it's like, well, no shit again. Like, uh. no shit. And um, you know, she's like, I pray for Joffrey. And so she's like, why? Because he treats you so sweetly. <laughs> like, God. She's just awful. And then she makes oh, she forces Sansa to drink. And you know, Sansa has a sip and Cersei like insists that she'd like slam it basically. So um, you know, Sansa slams this wine and um, you know, Cersei wants her to keep drinking and she's like, No. And then she, you know, tells her, I'm gonna tell you why Sir Ellen's really here. And um you know, Sansa thinks. You know, or you know, she's like, "Do you really want to know why Sir Illyn's here?" And I love this. Um, Sansa d- did not dare answer, but it didn't matter. Like, of course, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Sansa says. She's talking to a drunk person. They're going to say <laughs> and do whatever they want to do, right? And um, basically, Cersei tells her, "He's here for us. Stannis may take the city and he may take the throne, but I will not suffer him to judge me. I do not mean from him to have us alive. Us? You heard me." So perhaps you best pray again, Sansa, and for a different outcome. The Starks will have no joy from the fall of House Lannister, I promise you. She reached out and touched Sansa's hair, brushing it lightly away from her neck. And so that's how this lovely, lovely chapter ends. God. Fucking monster. But I mean, you know, I think we've established that ice is like six feet tall. So is Sir Helen going to be chasing after Sansa with a six foot sword? <laughs> I mean, what a job! Like, what kind of job? Oh, God, can you imagine no. you're at the end of your, it's basically the end of his shift. He's got to get killed after. Like, why? Like, oh well, and God. like, is Sir Ellen an idiot? Like, I mean, if I'm Sir Ellen, my only ticket to coming out of here alive is. With the live, the very alive bodies of Cersei. Oh, that's Cersei true. That is very like, true. You know, like why would he? Unless you know, like the head of Cersei would be an acceptable substitute, I think. But like <laughs> the living body of Sansa Stark would be like you know extremely valuable to Stannis and would keep Ilan Payne alive well, for a thing. certain amount of time. Right? <laughs> All he'd have to do is kill Cersei and then just, okay, do whatever he wants after that. Right, exactly. Like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna kill Sansa. <laughs> I mean, we know he's, you know, we know when we meet Ilan a little bit more, he's kind of fucked up, but I mean, you know, he's not gonna kill a 12-year-old girl. Like, when he knows, again, like, that she's extremely valuable to him. Like, alive. I think if he knew that, that Cersei would die, like, if he knew it was all over, then, yeah, I could see him sparing people just killing Cersei right off and say, okay, yeah. well, that, this and is the being best like, scenario. hey, Stannis, hey, Stannis Baratheon's yeah. people, this is Sansa Stark, let us through, okay. And yeah, and Cersei's Actually, only going to order it when she knows everything's <laughs> over anyway, so. <laughs> I forgot that he can't say anything. But oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say. Yeah. That'd be an interesting yeah, conversation. Can write it down really fast, can he? Oh, God. No, he can't write. That's oh, the thing. He, he doesn't know. How, I don't think he knows how to write. Again, like Sansa, like, <laughs> you know, I think Sansa's a well-known redhead. I guess like, I feel like Sansa everyone... could explain it. Sansa could explain everything. Okay, this is what Cersei had planned. With auburn hair, like, you know, Gosh. well-known description. <laughs> God. Right, oh, so I mean, man. I feel like that's 
Oh, so yeah, Cersei's just a friggin' nightmare. Um, and she doesn't even care. A good meal. Like she doesn't care that she's getting <laughs> drunk. You think she'd want to? Be, I guess she wants to be drunk to numb herself. But at the same time, you think you'd want to keep a little bit of your head well, on your she, shoulders. She does cut herself off at one point, but it's clearly far too late. <laughs> well, and like, is she like? What is she planning on for Joffrey? Like, I mean, as much as that, well, Cersei loves her children. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Like, what is her, you know, yeah, she wants to keep Joffrey out of the battle, but what's her plan in the yeah. aftermath for him? I don't so, know. Yeah. Right, she, neither does she, because at a certain <laughs> level, she doesn't give well, a shit. Well, that, and uh, as I just keep saying, she's just not as smart as she thinks she is, or half a right. fan of thinks she is, or as smart as the show made her seem. Books are she's just not the sprite. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so we had a question that I realized that I totally stole from Cardinal Girl 75 and made my own at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> because that's the way that my brain works. But she she says uh Sansa notes that the more Cersei drinks, the brighter and more feverish her eyes get like wildfire. Uh Jamie later thinks the same thing, foreshadowing that she may one day use wildfire again. Um, who knows? So yeah, that is that is one thing that I think I think maybe I I mean I don't know Guile put the the quash on it pretty fast, but I think I, mean, I think I don't know I just to this. I just don't want it to happen, so that's kind yeah. Of my, you know, no, no one no one wants it. None of us want it. <laughs> I think there might be something to it. I don't know. We'll 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 yeah. never know. We'll never know. <laughs> I would agree. Never know. <laughs> Um, and then uh, see them fly too. Had a question. Um, she asks, "Is George trying to set up a comparison or contrast between Sansa and Cersei in these chapters?" And if you have time for a broader question, where do you think Sansa and Cersei's relationship will go long term? I mean, I think I, there's definitely compare contrast, right? Yeah, and I mean, not to maybe so much in this chapter, just because Sansa's not really doing anything. But, you know, in the overall reaction of the battle, you're like, yeah, Sansa's, you yeah. know, being genuinely helpful and kind. And to holding that are herself terrified. together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and not punching down <laughs> in yeah. a terrible moment. Right, right. And what was the second part of their question? So the second part is where we think their relationship is going in the long term, which, I mean, it would I mean, imply that they may have another interaction. Which yeah. I, I kind of don't I mean, think they will. I don't. I don't think that they will either, and it's sort of unfortunate because I wouldn't yeah. mind them having. It will be interesting. It'd yeah. be interesting to have them have an interaction where the power dynamic is. Switched. Yes, yes, that would be. And you know, yeah, I, I would like that. to see that because I don't. I don't know what happens in that. You know, I don't know what happens in that scenario. But it would be interesting. To, it should sure be interesting to see. And you know, if we get our whole like, I, yeah. I, I don't know, but I would, you know, hey, you know, if there's still some room to write, I'd love to see that. Oh, it sounds like there's room to write. (laughs) I mean, I guess the only thing I could envision is if somehow Sansa ends up at the rock at some point, and I just don't, and I don't see how that happens. Well, I really hate that for her, and I hope it doesn't happen. (laughs) Or if she ends up at, in King's Landing and like Cersei's, you know, imprisoned or something, I don't, you know, or something. It's just or if Cersei imagine. ends up in if Cersei ends up in Winterfell or something, which also sounds pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just yeah. Unfortunately, I I kind of don't see where it happens, but I no. would like it to. Yeah, it would be funny. 
Were there be any re- other questions? Oh, go ahead. No, that's it. Yeah, I was just going to say it, it'd be really fun to get Sansa, see Sansa get some revenge, for sure. You know, and I think about that stupid fucking show, and like... <laughs> yeah. They could have had that scene. There was right. nothing preventing them from, right. from doing that, and yet, you know, nope. Yeah, wh- never why happened. not... Why not send Sansa to King's Landing at the end? I mean, if we're going to just go wild, which they did. Right. Why or not just do that? Like, have a scene with, you know, like, yeah, if you're going to go wild and do stupid shit. But, I mean, at a certain point, instead dialogue. So Instead, they had this stupid conflict between Danny and Sansa, when in reality it would have been so much more interesting. Right. To have Sansa have a, a big final conflict with Cersei. Yeah, what a, what a missed opportunity. Sansa. Well, and if you want to, like, position Sansa as this badass, because that's the only thing that women could be, right, why not right. have her fucking ride down to King's Landing at the front of a freaking army? <laughs> like, yeah. You know? yeah. That, I mean, that makes that stupid scene when the suddenly, you know, the suddenly desert setting of King's Landing. I mean, it makes it a much more interesting scene if it's Sansa on the ground confronting <laughs> Cersei. That Actually, it really would. It is. really would. Right. Yeah, I mean, none of the changes, oh, none of the stupidity in the show, like, none of it's gotten any smarter over time. Like, no. And there are brand new, if you actually think about it, there's, like, brand new, incredibly stupid thing. Like To be annoyed about think, every day. <laughs> well, I still think about that they had a scene with Tyrion and Jamie, like, in King's Landing as, after Tyrion got back from... Oh, Essex, yeah. And yeah. they talked Horrible. about nothing. Yeah, I forgot about like, that. They had those two actors, those two characters, and they could have had them talk about anything. Anything. And there was nothing. Like, they literally had a conversation about nothing. Because they could not think of anything that they would say to each other. Which, you know, again, is just maddening. Anyway, I could literally I just, do this for hours. So I keep remembering a lot the way that they did Danny's heel turn in about two episodes and it is just so fucking wild to me every time I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. They had and literally I, had her be the hero of the show for seven and a half seasons and they just turned it on a dime at the very end. It is the wild and craziest thing I've ever and it's, I mean, I heard of in my life. See, I don't see how it's done except to keep Cersei as a main, like the reasons yeah. are so yeah. stupid because yeah. yeah. you could have had Danny. Go a little, you know, go a little over the edge, taking over King's Landing first, and then have a redemption, yes. like glorious yes. death. Against if you had others. to do all this, well, or or as I complained about for many seasons of reviewing it, um, show Danny is the more gray character that she always yes. was the whole fucking yes. time, yeah. and then it doesn't seem yeah. as crazy. But they literally framed her, the music, and everything as a yeah. hero. The yeah. whole entire time, and like, then they just have her go yeah, crazy over a guy the way that women do. You know, the ladies, oh, they go nuts when their guys just aren't responding correctly, and, and they burn down cities as a result. Or like, they, it wear, just... they put on ugly, thin bathrobe in the oh God. middle of the night. Look, I'm no uh, dance fan, but they did her so dirty in that show. Oh, yeah. So mad. I mean, yeah. I love, that um, we, I love that we can devolve into complaining about the show. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's been a while. I think it's been a while. It's right. it's due. Well, and there's the stupid snow post show thing oh, that no God. one on earth wants. Oh, like, no one wants it. Right. No, no one. one wants it. 
Unless they did it to retcon all of the stupid shit that the other writers did. In which case, I can't think of any reason. Imagine if it, I mean, it would still, a lot of things are fucked up, but imagine if it started with John waking up at the wall at the start of, (laughs) after the end of season five. Just like Dallas, Dallas, last like three seasons. And it was written competently. Well, I mean, I might. People go nuts. They get ratings. They get the ratings. I would totally watch that yeah. shit. <laughs> I would care if either. Get all the cast yeah. back and had good go. writers. Sure. I would Take watch it. you guys live tweet it. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Say oh. that, but you would secretly watch it if it seemed like it wasn't a train wreck. <laughs> Uh, oh, all right. Man. Anyone have any other comments before we wrap <laughs> this one up? No. Cersei's an asshole. Cersei's my final comment. Um, speaking of assholes, if you want, if you um, have would one. like, to... I'm sorry. I just was watching. <laughs> I'm sitting in my living room. Sorry. I'm watching my cat do the spin and try to lick his tail. It was like. Thing that it I makes was like, so much sense. Is she going to have a seizure? Is something going to hap- happen to her? Like, what's happening? She's fine, but it was just, like, literally the most distracting thing I've ever seen her do. Anyway, um, speaking of, of assholes, cats are also assholes. Um, you, can, um, you can comment, like, subscribe to us um, anywhere, almost anywhere you get your favorite podcast. You can help support us on Patreon at Close the Door and Come Here. You can find us on Twitter at Door Podcast. Um, send us an email at close the door and at gmail.com. Uh, fa- participate in the Jamie and Brienne subreddit. We always like to have lively discussions there. And um, yeah, thank you for your support thus far. I am closing the door. Get out.